Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to BTSC and another one of our great shows. This one is We Run the North. And, you know, this show is set up to talk about all of the AFC North divisional teams, all of our rival teams, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens. Last week, we kind of got into the best all-time team from each organization Today, what we're going to talk about, all this free agency talk, all this talk about quarterback, we're going to talk about the quarterback room, rooms in the AFC North. Um, so we're going to talk about all the teams and the quarterbacks on those teams. So just, just a brief rundown, Pittsburgh Steelers as we currently stand, who knows what we'll have in a couple, in a couple days here, in the next week, who knows what we'll have, but right now, as it stands now, we have Mason Rudolph. Everybody in Steeler Nation is not necessarily happy about that. I don't know how I feel about Mason, but we'll come back to that. Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. The Cleveland Browns, we have Baker Mayfield. We love Baker. We probably love Baker more than we love Mason. And we love playing against Baker. We guaranteed three or four sacks. A pick six, maybe, you know, probably a win most years, unless he's playing Mason. Um, and they have Case Keenum as their backup. The Cincinnati Bengals have Super Bowl participant, AFC Super Bowl quarterback Joe Burrow, and Brandon Allen is their backup quarterback. And the other team. The Baltimore Ravens, MVP winner Lamar Jackson, and Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley played well last year, backing up Lamar Jackson the final what four or five games of the season. He looked he looked he looked really good. So let's get into the quarterbacks. We'll save Pittsburgh for last. We'll go ahead and talk about the Cincinnati Bengals because you know they're the most team that played most recently. Um, and we're talking about Joe Burrow and Brandon Allen. I personally think Joe Burrow is probably the best quarterback in the AFC North. And that's a lot to say. Saying, saying it really quick. This is his second year, but he was he, he played really well. 
He came he came back and won a lot of games. He kept the Bengals in a lot of games. Him and Jamar Chase is going to be a tough, tough combination to deal with over, over the next foreseeable future. Not to mention T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Uzama, the tight end. The Bengals have some weapons. Joe Mason, the running back. If they get from offensive line help and beef up the offensive line, they're going to be a problem. But Joe Burrow, I think he's he has moxie and poise. Um, he's a he's a really good he's 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 a really good late game quarterback at, at least at least from from what I'm seeing right now. Um, he hasn't played hasn't played in a lot of in a lot of games, a lot of late games. I mean, because you consider he got hurt about what the tenth game last year, and he played a full season this year. And the Bengals went 10 and 7, but I really like Joe Burrow a lot. Brandon Allen. Don't know much about Brandon Allen. Um, the games I've seen him in, he's he, he's looked like a serviceable back serviceable backup. So I think he's I think he's good at being at being a, a, a backup, what he's there for. He comes in the games I've the games I've saw, he's made he makes solid decisions. I mean, he actually looked really good. I can't remember who they played. One of the games, Burrow was out. So it must have been in the end of last year. But he looked, not this past year, but year before. But he he, he looked really good. And I like I like Brandon Allen quite a bit. Um, he's like 6'4", six, six, well, you know, big guy. Um. I really don't have a have a whole bunch on Brandon Allen, but I, I, I think he's I think he's a he's a good backup, and he won't shouldn't have to play a lot because he's backing up Joe Burrow, so he won't just get in unless something happens to Joe Burrow again. But I, I think they have a decent back. We'll call him decent. Cleveland Browns Baker Mayfield. Well, the Browns like the Steelers are in the market for. A free agent QB. They're 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 looking. They're doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson. You know, they I've, I've seen rumors about them potentially looking to sign Marcus Mariota. So, I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield is what six one, so he's short. He's really really doesn't see over see over over the line. Um, I think I think Baker Mayfield thinks he's more more athletic than what he really is. So he he rolls out and tries to scramble around like like he has the capabilities to outrun some of these defensive linemen and some of these defensive players, but he really doesn't. And that plays into the defense's hand. And I think come out of college, come out of Oklahoma when after he won the Heisman trophy, back up a little bit. Joe Burrow won the Heisman true. Also, Baker Mayfield won a Heisman. But when he's coming out of Oklahoma, I think, I think the thing was accuracy was his thing. But he seemed to digress in regards to his accuracy over, over the few seasons he's been in the NFL. So the Browns are actively looking. I don't know that they'll that they'll pull the trigger, but they're looking for, you know, somebody to come in and create some competition with Baker Mayfield outside of Case Keenum. Um, Baker, 
Baker has some erratic throws. He's, you know, he's he hasn't he hasn't had to, he he doesn't win big games. Baker doesn't win big games. The few times he he's he's had opportunities to to come back late game situations, he he hasn't he hasn't got the job done. I mean, you think about that playoff game last year against Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes got hurt and went out. Baker Mayfield had the ball down four with like about five minutes left. And excuse me, he threw an interception that ultimately would lose the game. I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is not playing your Baker Mayfield, you got the ball with five minutes left, you can take your team down for a win. You 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 kind of got to win that game, Baker. You know, so like I said, Cleveland is 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 on on the quarterback market. Far as looking, Andrew Barry, the GM, is trying to see what's out there. Don't know what they'll do, but we'll see. And Cleveland's backup, Case Keenum, is a is a is a is a is a career backup. He's he's had some starter seasons in NFL. He took the uh. Minnesota Vikings to the playoffs and they 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 won the game the the miracle catch game with Stefan Diggs <clears throat> against New Orleans Saints uh the you know then that was a Saints team that probably could have went to the Super Bowl but you know in case Keenum at that time in Minnesota was with Kevin Stefanski Stefanski is in is in Cleveland now obviously as the head coach this this will be his third year coming up next season but so he knows the fancy system and he fits and he's just he's just that guy that that Stefanski can lean on and count on to come in the game and get 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 you out of a stadium with with a potential W. I mean, because he is a good serviceable, better than serviceable backup. I know Brian Anthony Davis has a has a man crush on Case Keenum as a as a backup quarterback. But you know, so I do I do like Case Keenum. I don't know if if he could just you can't plug him in as a starter because he as a starter he wouldn't give you a whole bunch more than Baker Mayfield. But coming off the bench as a relief pitcher to come in the game and you know and deal and and, and deal with with coming in to try and to try and salvage a game, I think Case Keenum is perfectly suited for that. So I like Case Keenum as a backup. Next, we'll talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the Ravens, we all know about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a problem. Lamar Jackson has won an MVP. Lamar Jackson also Heisman Trophy winner. But you know, Lamar Jackson scares me much more as a as a runner or as a scrambler or as a quarterback on the move than he does than he does a passer. In the games the Steelers have played against them. The Steelers kind of kind of play play Lamar Jackson better than any than anyone else. They give them problems. They force turnovers, they sack them. They do a lot of they do a lot of different things to Lamar. I mean, and I think it's because he's he hasn't completely developed as a pocket passer. He had the season, the MVP season, where I believe he threw 35 touchdowns and ran for 10 or 12 other touchdowns. And that, that was a really good season, but I think he caught a lot of people off guard. Um, Lamar Jackson, 
is always a threat whenever he's on a football field. Always a threat. He can if if you if you give him a lane, you give him a crease, he he can take it to the house from from any, any amount of yards on the field. If that's 30 yards out, 60 yards out, 80 yards out, he can take it to the house. He has 4-4 speed. Like I said, he has a, he has a nice arm. He has a, a far as far as arm arm talent, arm strength. I don't know that he's the most accurate of quarterbacks either, but his legs as a threat make make receivers more open because the defense has to always be mindful and be ready to come up to stop Lamar Jackson from running and scrambling. That that allows receivers to to be more open than what they might be against another quarterback. So you know Lamar Jackson, like again, like I said again, MVP, great player, will be a problem for the AFC North for some time to come. And the backup in Baltimore is Tyler Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley coming out of Utah. I like him at Utah. He played played really well. He played uh, quarterback, and the running back at that time was was Moss, Moss, the running back now play currently plays for the Buffalo Bills. They were a nice tandem. I mean, Utah's had a good college football team for the past probably seven or eight years, really. But they were really good with Tyler Huntley and is it Zach Moss? Zach Moss in the backfield. But Tyler Huntley came in and played a lot of games this year uh, because Lamar Jackson was hurt. So, you know, and I like Tyler Huntley. He came in, I think I thought he did some really good things. I thought he I thought he kept him in a lot of games. He's he also has mobility. Not like Lamar Jackson. Well, mobility similar to Lamar Jackson, but not near the speed that Lamar Jackson has. So he's not he's not gonna uh you know kind of kind of torch torture defense as bad as what Lamar Jackson would. Um, but Tyler Huntley, he, he had a lot of, a lot of games with a lot of good throws. He drove them down the field in the game against Chicago. Chicago was up, I believe it was like week 12, week 13, took them down the field and, and, and scored a touchdown in the, in the closing seconds of the game to get Baltimore to win. So, you know, He's proven himself in that regard that he can take a team down late game situations. They scored a lot of points. I mean, think about it. Baltimore lost a lot of games by one or two points after like the last five or six weeks of the season. The games they lost, because they did go on a losing streak, I believe like four or five games. They lost those games, all of them by like each one by no more than like two or three points. And that's Tyler Huntley keeping them in games. I mean, and some of those games were like 32-31. Some of those games were lost, were lost because uh John Jim Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh was uh going for two-point conversions and crazy things like that. You know, his teams, his teams were staying. Lamar Tyler Huntley was keeping them in the were keeping the Ravens in the game. And I think when 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 a backup quarterback does that, you should put that team in the position to tie and play on in overtime and see and see what happens. Put a lot of pressure on a backup quarterback to go for two and go for the win. I kind of understand it, but they did that. They did that a few times. They did that against the Steelers, against us, and they did it against another team. So that was two losses right there that they could have took the game into, you know, overtime and, and kind of played it out and, and saw what happened. 
But I like I like Tyler Huntley as a backup. I think he fits Baltimore's system because he's similar to Lamar Jackson, though not in explosiveness, in play style, in 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 scrambleability, and other things like that. So I think he's a good fit for what they have going on in Baltimore as a backup quarterback. Now we'll talk about the quarterback room of our Pittsburgh Steelers. And on this one, I want you guys to comment. I want to know what you guys think about, you know, about some of the Steelers, some of the Steelers uh, quarterback options and situations and things like that. And the title of the show, can the Steelers, can the Steelers make it a four, make it four for four on Heisman's in the division. So as we said, we have Baker Mayfield, Heisman winner. Lamar Jackson, Heisman winner. Joe Burrow, Heisman winner. So now the available Heisman Trophy winner, quarterbacks that are available right now, we're talking about Marcus Mariota. We're talking about Jameis Winston. Um, those are two of the two of the quarterbacks that are available that were past Heisman Trophy winners. And then we, we have our quarterbacks in the room. We have Mason Rudolph. Mason was a, was a seventh-place Heisman finisher his senior year for Oklahoma State. We have Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was a third-place Heisman finisher uh, coming out of Ohio State his his final year of college in 2000, 2019. Mason was 2018. So, you know. And then, then there are those options that that we other options that we have for quarterback. We've we've heard about Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch Trubisky. I said Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, uh, Tyrod Taylor. I kind of like Tyrod Taylor, and you know, and some 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 other guys that are out there for for us to potentially look at to, to come come in and compete with Mason and Dwayne. Um, Mason Rudolph. I like, I like, I, that's a strong word, like. I think Mason can be decent. I think Mason Rudolph is probably better served as a backup, much like Brandon Allen from the Bengals. I mean, he's just kind of cut to be that guy, kind of cut to be a backup in my opinion. Um, I like Mason. I like Mason a lot coming out of Oklahoma State. Uh, he won quite a quite a few of the collegiate quarterback awards coming out his final year at Oklahoma State. We know about the deadly connection with him and James Washington in college that never panned out for for our Steelers. Um, Mason, I think I think Mason is well the times that he that he's played in the past, at least in the 2019 season. He had he had happy feet. He and he wouldn't push the ball down the field. I think some time has passed now, a couple of years since then. I think he'll he'll probably be more poised in the pocket just from more experience, more reps in practice. He did play a couple of games. He played the the last game of the 2020 season in Cleveland. Uh we didn't play a lot. We didn't play a lot of our starters. We lost that game. And he played this past year against the Detroit Lions at home when uh seven had seven had COVID. 
So Mason came in on short notice, found out the night before coach called him and let him know he would be, be starting the game. Um, and he played decent. He made some, he made some good throws. I mean, it's not his fault that, that we were, that we had to tie that game. I mean, you consider, you consider Deontay Johnson fumbling in overtime when we were in field goal range. And then at the very end of the game, Friar Muth fumbling when we were, had a chance of the potential game winning field goal. If he catches that ball and if he doesn't fumble that ball and we get a timeout, we got a chance to send Boswell out there to win the game. But, uh, you know, I'm still going back to 2019. I'm seeing Mason on the field. And it just never looked – it never looked – I never had confidence in Mason at all. I mean, you know, you know, you have some some young quarterbacks who, you know, you, you might be a little worried about them turning the ball over or trying to do too much. I feel like Mason never did enough, though, like, he was overly conservative. He, like I said, he had happy feet in the pocket. And, you know, he had he had a tough time of it. He got hit by Earl Thomas, which was probably a dirty hit. He got hit, got hit up high, and he he had to he, he had they had to take his face mask off, and that that's just like a a, a memorable look that wasn't a good look. No fault of Mason's. But when he's just coming off the field days without the face mask and stuff, it just looks like a guy you don't want running your team, you know. But, uh, you know, he's going to get his shot this year in camp uh, to compete for the starting job. And I think he deserves it. He's been here for for four years. This will be his fifth season. I think he deserves that opportunity to try and be the starter. I don't know that that he's the quarterback of the future, but he certainly could be the quarterback of the 2022 season. That could definitely happen, Steeler fans. So we'll see how that goes. Um, right now, the only other quarterback we have on the roster, I believe we just signed him to the to the free agent to the free agent tender, um, UFA tender, Dwayne Haskins. He's a project. He was a first round pick of the team, uh, the Washington Commanders, team formerly known as the Washington football team, and before that, the Washington Redskins. Uh, during his time in, in Washington, Dwayne had some maturity issues, definite maturity issues. Um, I think too much was put on him too soon. He played one full season at Ohio State, and he had a, a spectacular season. I mean, he threw 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He like I said, he finished third in the Heisman Trophy voting. Led Ohio State to a a Rose Rose Bowl win. Yeah, Rose Bowl win, I believe, against the Washington Huskies, a Big Ten championship. So he had he had a great great season that one year at Ohio State. But he came to Washington. Uh, at the time, Jay Gruden was still the coach. I don't believe Jay Gruden wanted him. That was a Daniel Snyder call. And, you know, the, the owner is the boss. So Daniel Snyder made the pick. Jay Gruden got the quarterback. And I think the Washington fan base, because I'm I'm in the DMV myself. I, I live out here in the, the Washington, Washington, D.C. area. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio, which is 
where the proximity to the Pittsburgh Steelers my, and my Pittsburgh Steeler fandom comes from. But being in the in the DMV, the Washington media market, I saw at the time that there were a lot of expectations on Dwayne Haskins, and kids and um, fans were putting a lot of a lot of expectations on him. Therefore, a lot of pressure on him to be the savior of the franchise. I mean, the the team, the foot football team hasn't had a probably a a, a quarterback. Noteworthy quarterback since Joe Theismann. Think about it. That was 40 years ago. They've had years Doug Williams won a Super Bowl, Mark Rippon won a Super Bowl, but they've never really had that guy. They had the one year with RG3, his rookie year, then he got hurt. So, you know, I think it was a, it was a lot of pressure on Dwayne Haskins to come in and, and, and do some things. And when he when he got in, he wasn't ready. I don't think Jay Gruden wanted to play him. I feel like at the time Jay Gruden wanted, maybe wanted him to fail because Jay, remember now, like I just said, Jay Gruden didn't, didn't want him in the draft, but that was Daniel Snyder's call. But, you know, so he didn't play well. And I don't know that, that the Washington football team, the commanders now, was a franchise that was set up for quarterback development. Like we said, they haven't had a great one in 40 years. So I don't know that they were set up for quarterback development. I know at one of the uh, media availability since he's been in Pittsburgh, he, he, he alluded to that they didn't really go over game plans and what the defense would do or have somebody, you know, to kind of a quarterback coach to kind of coach, coach the quarterbacks up in Washington. So, he was at a at a deficiency there, um, and then his then his own mishaps, his own. Uh, they they were winning the game in Washington, and he was that he needed to go back in to 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 run victory formation and 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 run out the clock, and he was over, you know, in the by the stand area signing autographs and happy about the win. So that's a sign of immaturity. Later on that same season, he was uh, during the COVID season. He went to, I believe, his girlfriend's birthday party at a at a club here in DC, and uh, and he, you know, he was he was he was cited and you know took a picture of him without a mask on, totally irresponsible at the time, you know. So you have you have all those all those knocks against Dwayne Haskins. He comes in young from Ohio State after playing only one year. He's looked to be, he's expected to be the savior um, for the Washington football team, Redskins at the time. And then his his own childish, immature behavior. So, you know, from there, when Ron Rivera came in, Ron Rivera gave him a chance to be the starter his second year, started the beginning of the season, threw quite a few interceptions, really didn't look good. So after the after the incident with uh, being out without a mask on and being irresponsible in regards to COVID protocols and things like that, uh, the Washington football team released him. Uh, we picked him up, I believe, after some you know about about four or five weeks, he got released, maybe in in December of 2020. I believe we picked him up in. 
in January of 2021 and sign him to a futures contract, which I think was good for the Steelers to do. Um, first round talent, number 15 overall pick, a lot of arm talent. Ben Roethlisberger said last year in training camp that he has the kind of arm that could throw a, throw a ball through a car wash and not get wet. So I agree with the Steelers picking him up, signing to a futures contract, and let's just see what happens. Um, I think Dwayne Haskins is full of on-the-field talent, arm talent. He doesn't have the mobility of a of the other quarterbacks in the division. Well, those quarterbacks in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley, but he can he can move and roll the pocket and do some do some things on the move with his legs. He's not gonna he's not gonna break out for 25 and 30 yard runs, but he can he can move the chains. If there's a lane there, he can pick up eight to ten yards. He he definitely can do that. But I think his arm talent, and I think Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach in Pittsburgh, working with his mechanics, like his footwork. His footwork, you, you clean up your footwork and it'll it'll enhance your accuracy. And I think enhancing his accuracy, I think he already throws with anticipation. I think, you know, I think he'll he'll I think he'll throw the ball down the field and and take and take a little more risk. Me partially, I'd rather I'm rooting for Dwayne Haskins to win the job. I mean as you can see if you look behind me you can see I have an Ohio State affiliation bias. So, you know, I kind of root for Dwayne because of that. And some of these quarterbacks in the draft, we talk about drafting the quarterback in the first round at pick 20. And I don't know that 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 I mind. I tell you what. If it's Malik Willis, I don't mind because I think Malik Willis has the potential down the road to be a difference maker as far as, you know, doing stuff with his strong arm on the run with his legs and things like that. But anybody else, even Kenny Pickett. I mean, look at Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett. He had a really good season this last year at Pitt. 42 touchdowns, seven interceptions, finished third in the Heisman in the ACC. But then I look at Dwayne Haskins' final season, 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions in the Big Ten. Both of them finished third in the Heisman. I don't understand all the hype behind Kenny Pickett. Even though I think Kenny Pickett would be a good quarterback, I don't know that he's a difference maker, that he's any better than what we have in Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph right now. So i kind of rather, if Pittsburgh is drafting at number 20 and I don't think Malik Willis will be there, that we just go with, you know, uh, the best player available, whoever's on the board outside of a quarterback position that we that we can get. But that's my thought on the Steelers quarterbacks and the quarter, but the rest of the quarterbacks in the AFC North. So if 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 you guys have any questions about or any comments about uh some of these quarterbacks, let me know. Yeah, I, I I agree with. Is it is it B B S Miles eighty four? I agree with you, man. It is a it is a tough pick between Pickett, Mason, Willis, and Haskins. Like I said, uh, I don't know if Pickett necessarily goes in that 
goes in that group because I think he's not any better than Rudolph and Haskins. But I do think Willis has the potential to be a true difference maker with with his with the total package once once he's coached up, once he's you know learns the NFL game. He I don't think he can come in right away and do some of the things we're thinking to win games, but you 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 let him sit for the first half of the season and then going into the next year, I think he could really I think he could really be be the guy, you know, going forward. Um, you know, high high ceiling, maybe maybe not as high a floor as Pickett, but like the potential. So Dave Muse thinks, what's up, Dave? Thanks, thanks for thanks for watching. Um, you think Willis is just hype? I can see that. I mean, it seems it might be seemingly easy to to hype things up this year with the with the quarterback class that's coming out. I mean, there's there are no you know surefire guaranteed guys like there's like other years like. Like we had Joe Burrow number one, we had Trevor Lawrence last year number one, and you know, so th- there's not that guy. There's the, there's no consensus on any quarterback in the draft. A lot of people like Pickett. A lot of people think Willis have the has the most upside. Desmond Ritter showed really well at the uh, NFL Combine. And then you got Matt Corral who got hurt. I like Corral, um, you know, but he got hurt so. So we'll see. Um, who? What else do we have here? Ah, BS Miles. That's what. What happens with Dobbs? What I think happens with Dobbs, BS Miles, man. I think uh, Joshua Dobbs is going to. He he he's a free agent, so I don't think the Steelers will sign him back immediately. I think they're going to allow him to try and find a home, try and latch on somewhere, and see if he can, you know maybe get on somewhere as a backup because he's been in Pittsburgh now for about five years outside of when he got traded to Jacksonville. And he, it, it just hasn't, well, obviously he never was going to really get on the field because of, because Ben was there that first year he did win the backup job. Mason's first year and then Mason's second year, Mason won the backup job. But I think they let uh, Dobbs go see if he can sign on elsewhere and then depending on how things pan out, if he's available, they they could bring him back to be the third quarterback still. I think they like him in the room. I know he was Ben's guy. Uh Rig Rig still 1021 says Jordan Davis in the first round. I'd like Jordan Davis in the first round. Um Jordan Davis is the, the big six foot six. Uh, defensive tackle from Georgia, 340 pounds, ran a with like a 47840. Sheesh. But uh yeah, I would love him on in that deep on that defensive line with with hopefully two it and Cam Hayward and uh a Lou coming back. I think they could be really formidable. There's talk about Pittsburgh is trying to uh trying again to see what's up as far as trading for Fletcher Cox, man, we could bring in Fletcher Cox along with drafting Jordan. If they brought in Fletcher Cox, they probably wouldn't draft Jordan Davis. But still, to think about all that defensive line talent, that would be great. Uh, Tyrone Johnson, Bryce Young next year. 
Bryce Young, the Heisman winning quarterback. Well, keep keep it with the theme. Heisman Trophy winners in the AFC North. I like Bryce Young. I think he's a little bit small. Um, again, I'm partially biased in affiliation to Ohio State. I like CJ Stroud. If I was going for a quarterback next year, I would get I would take CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. And I just think he's the size, and I think he's a, a better pocket passer. And you know, nothing against Bryce Young and not just that's not just my bias speaking for Ohio State and CJ Stroud. I just think he's the better quarterback. Um, I agree with I agree with Mr. Ham Hammers. I'd rather take Jordan Davis if he's there at 20 over any of these quarterbacks. I kind of agree. Like I said, it'll be it'll be a decision to be made if uh if uh Malik Willis is there, but I doubt he's there. Um, Hammer said he'd take Booth Jr. That's the cornerback from Clemson at pick 20. Okay. I can see cornerback. I think if I'm drafting corner, I like Booth, but I mean, I'd much rather see Stingley fall. He could potentially make it to 20, the quarterback out of LSU. I don't think Sauce Gardner, the quarterback from Cincinnati, cornerback from Cincinnati is going to, is going to make it there. Um, okay. Dave Muse says Ritter has better tape than, than Willis. I think I probably agree. I mean, Ritter took Cincinnati to the to BCS playoffs while Malik Willis was playing at, uh, at Liberty. But we're talking upside. I mean, Ritter is really good. Ritter ran a 4-5. Ritter is a really good quarterback. But I think when you're talking about upside, still Willis wins out there. But, you know, you said that's just hype, uh, Mr. Muse. So I don't know. I could definitely go with uh, Rick Steele, Ritter in a second. Certainly agree. Uh, hammers, yep. If Stingley falls, you sprint to the podium. I certainly agree. We haven't had, I mean, Stingley's probably a top two or three quarter. You got, you got Garner, Stingley, and Booth, depending on who you like. The Steelers haven't had opportunity to draft a top three corner in a long time, if ever. That's why we're always perceived as so bad at drafting corners is because we never get to pick an early corner. We always picking like at best the fifth or sixth best corner. And we we reached for Artie Burns that one year. And we've had some other bad corner picks over the years. I mean, so I don't know. But keeping it with back to the quarterbacks. Oh uh, yeah, I like I like Anthony Richardson too, Hammers. Coming out, coming out next year. I like Richardson. But so keeping it with the quarterbacks, we're gonna get ready to to get out of here, but I just wanted to kind of break down the AFC North division quarterbacks. So if we're ranking the quarterbacks as it stands right now in the division, I got to go Burrow one, Jackson is two. Even though Jackson won the MVP, Burrow, was, Burrow got his team to a Super Bowl in his first year in the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson has won one playoff game in about three three years. 
three playoff seasons. So, you know, so I got to go with Burrow one, Jackson two. You know, it's it's crazy to say, but it's close between Mason and Baker for me. Um, Just the experience, I'm going to give it to Baker because of the experience, because he took a team to a playoff game. He took a team to an 11-5 record into the 2020 season. They weren't, I think, what, last year they were 8-9. and nine. So, you know, he has way more experience than, than Mason. So I'm going to go with Baker 3, Mason 4. But, yeah, so that'll be it for this episode of We Run the North. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk about some more. Maybe we'll talk about the AFC North free agency signings next week. I don't know yet. We have to kind of, you know, talk and decide about what what we want to talk about. But thank you guys for joining us. Uh, check out check out Let's Ride tomorrow morning, tomorrow evening. Bad Tony Defio and Shannon White are going to be on the Hangover tomorrow evening. So check that podcast out and all the other great. Uh, shows on the btsc uh, btsc platform and you can check check me out outside of this at the know-it-all podcast check us out on youtube um follow us on twitter and facebook and just check and see we talk about all kinds of sports but i definitely represent the steelers on that platform as well so you know you guys have a good weekend sunday night signing off go steelers peace